0: Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Okay, so today's speaker is Steve Schmidt. I first got to know Steve when our kids uh, went to school together. Um, Steve and his wife are members of the same parish that I am at, St. At Elizabeth. Um, we have a lot in common. Uh, he's a Villanova grad, as am I, which is fantastic. We have a lot not in common. He's a big Cowboy fan. I'm a big Eagle fan. So we've had a few fun texts back and forth. Um you can read about Stephen in depth in the Wheel. He's got a great bio, and um, he is part of Catholic Charities, and they are doing tremendous work here in the valley. So, with that, Steve Schmidt.
1: Thank you again for having me here today. Uh, part part of the battle uh, that we have is uh, every day is awareness, and and uh, just uh, by by you guys allowing me to come and speak today, uh, you're you're allowing us to uh, spread the message of Catholic charities and and what we do and and so many of the homeless service providers do in in our valley. Uh, I'm going to show a little video, and then I'll come back and talk after that.
2: come into into the shelter they get a nice warm blanket and sheet they're able to go upstairs find themselves a bunk relax take a shower and 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 just rest uh, out of the elements in a safe uh, place Uh, we have a number of uh, staff to include shelter monitors and, and, and security they're able to sort of monitor the situation throughout the night it helps them in that safe place that they find there and housing and a place to eat, it, and it helps them to talk to someone and kind of like help find their way. It starts with the bed. It starts with the bed.
1: Miss Johnny, she's a case manager here. She was talking about the
2: residential empowerment program. I heard about the program before, but this time uh, it's something clicked in me, and they said empower, empower your life, change your life. And then at the end of that, I thought it said, at the end somebody said that means you. Yeah, it's it's amazing program. Learning and going through it, it, it you know it it it, it teaches <laughs> you. You know what I mean? The value the values and you know what's important and what's not. You have the structure. You know, it's a uh, a lot of people that probably come in here has never worked before. At least you have house duties here help you get back on your feet, knowing what it is to put in another eight hours a day even though you're not getting nothing for it, but you are getting something for it. Food, shelter, learn something.
0: It's helped me towards like, you know what, these people actually care about me and I don't want to let them down. So it's one of the main reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing now, you know, just trying to stay. I don't want any of this to go to waste, you know, I've been here seven months, eight months now, and I don't want any of it to, uh,
2: to be for nothing. Everybody has an opportunity. If they want to change their life, they have an opportunity to come and say, I want to join
1: this program and uh, help me change my life. It's like it's changed my
2: I didn't know where to go. I wasn't homeless, but I was in a bad way. From the moment I got here, it was, how can we help you? Then they sent, took me over to St. Vincent's Apartments, and I've been there ever since.
0: When I got in, it was just, So nice, because I mean I had a comfortable bed to sleep in, I had a shower, a nice bathroom and I could get around in, I had bars if I needed to use them, a refrigerator, a stove, uh, and space to put my things.
2: I have a beautiful apartment, so I'm blessed and I'm very thankful.
0: I think it's home, it's my home, it's the only home I have it's it beats not having any home at all, <laughs> for sure. I hate to think about going backwards. I hate to think about how difficult it would be to be outside to be out there.
2: How I felt before i was I was very nervous because uh, I know a lot of people that go out there and ask for money and uh, I take pride in myself from not doing that. i never done that before in my whole life. And I felt, where is my next meal is gonna come from? I, I never forget that day, there was a gentleman that was at the gate and uh, right away he called inside and I was met by three people that they work in the administration, I don't know, and they welcomed me with open arms. How would you treat your company if they came into your house? with alarms, and that's how it should be. I mean, they need that hello, they need that contact, they need that somebody looking at them and saying, well, good morning, how's your day going? You know, even if they tell you it's going crappy, at least somebody is acknowledging the fact that they exist. Um, And everybody needs that. That's what I hope that we give them, not only a hot meal, but contact. Just knowing that there was a place that I could go to eat gave me this sense of relief and made me feel like, okay, you're going to be taken care of at least for one meal, you know, and uh, that made me feel very comfortable.
0: There's been times where me and my kids probably didn't eat for a week or more, and that's when I actually first found out about it.
2: I think a lot of people come in and they come in either because they're in need or we have our senior community that comes in because they really need to supplement their living on a fixed income. And I think coming to the food pantry and being treated with respect and dignity and knowing that we're here to help and they don't have to worry where the next meal is coming from, they leave with hope. Usually at the end of the month is when I come because that's when I think a lot of people are always
0: low on their food and stuff like that. and. They help me by giving me the niche nutrition I need, um, even sometimes with the diapers and wipes there, they help me with that. That's, that's the best thing about it is that I can actually walk like I'm in a grocery store. I don't have to feel like they've given me, oh, here's your box and that's it. I can actually shop for the things I want or the things that my kids might want.
2: I feel like it gives them dignity. when you're, When you're giving them a bag of food, you're taking away their choices. When they get to come in they get to come in and they know their family and they know their needs and they get to come in and choose what's going to be best for their lifestyle before i became visually impaired i was a pretty good cook no matter what kind of illness if you have a critical disease or you can't walk neuropathy or whatever you have why it's so handy because you just put your
0: food in the microwave and cook it and it's you've got your meal there.
2: Those Meals on Wheels are just such a blessing because you just go to them and feed your face. Number one, uh, I'm not a cook, never have been. And uh, it's it's helpful in that area. Number two, uh, it helps in regards to my finances because I need it. You have a variety. Of meals and uh, some very good choices and uh, whatever I pick out I usually enjoy. It's an outstanding feeling to you know that you get up in the morning or, or in the afternoon whenever it might be open up your refrigerator and you know there's something there and you know where it came from and someone is uh, thinking of you and all the other people that they service. I thank the Lord every time I take a bite into one.
1: that 's a great video isn 't it and r n r partners who 's a, a valuable partner of ours, uh, donated the services to make that video for us, so we 're very blessed uh, to have that because we wouldn 't be able to do that without them so um, so a lot of what you saw there it's just some of our programs. We have over uh, fifteen programs and services that uh, we provide, uh, but the base is food and shelter, um, so much of which uh, you saw there. Our emergency night shelter, we're the largest shelter in the state of Nevada. We have over 525 men uh, sleep in our shelter uh, each and every night. Uh, we are never closed. Um, for that, as you saw, they get a, a bed with uh, fresh linens and, and blankets uh, that we provide uh, for them uh, every day. Uh, our day shelter, which wasn't uh, on the on the program, uh, 200 uh, men are in our day shelter every day. So a lot of times. People will be in our night shelter and then go uh, to our day shelter to keep them out of the weather uh, and so forth. Uh, There they can get showers and so forth, but uh, more importantly, that's where our case managers uh, frequently get in front of them and try and talk to them about uh, what their needs are, uh, why they're homeless. uh, and uh, We don't force case management on them, but uh, uh, we are in front of them every day. and When they uh, finally do decide that they want to move on, um, we we uh, connect them with uh, one, our program is uh, renewing hope, which you saw on the video as well, which is basically a structured environment, of, of intensive 16 week program that starts uh, to basically get them out of homelessness and back into thinking of working again. Uh, you know, so much of uh, of homelessness is a condition um, because they they get out of. Uh, the mode of just getting up and going to work every day and or, or paying bills. And, and so part of that education is life skills, retraining, uh, classes on, on uh, interviewing and, and building their resumes. And then we connect with outside partners like uh, FIT or the culinary academy to then continue on. Uh, they can stay with us for up to a year. They actually, uh, when they're part of the program, they go into uh, more of a dormitory-style uh, shelter where they have their own space and locker and dresser and, and so forth, they have a little more freedom uh, to come and go. Uh, like if they have a job during the uh, uh, day, they can sleep at night. So uh, our, our main shelter is first come, first serve uh, just at night. So it gives them a little more dignity. Uh, we also try and make sure that they're saving their money and, and getting to a point when, when they are ready to get out of the program, then we can transition them into transitional housing or affordable housing and they can get back on their feet again. Um, nearly uh, 50 uh, men have graduated just in the last 12 months. So we've tried, we're, we're trying to uh, increase that number, uh, obviously. But uh, our success ratio with men coming into the program is over 70%, which I would say is probably not the norm. Uh, it, but it's a high rate. And uh, uh, we're, we're really blessed to be able to offer that program Uh, Some of the transitional housing we can offer them are the apartments we have uh, right on site, which have been there forever, uh, as you know, the the St. Vincent's Apartments, uh, which are 120 uh, single-bedroom apartments. uh, We lose money on it. (laughs) They're $400 a month all in, uh, including utilities, uh, but it provides them some transitional housing. Unfortunately, the transition uh, uh, doesn't happen so much because the, the, the people that go there end up staying there, so <laughs> which, is, which is a good thing, but, uh, but meaning uh, we're, we're mostly full uh, all the time. Uh, our food services program that you saw there, uh, St. Vincent's uh, lead dining facility. Many of you may have volunteered there uh, over the years. Uh, we serve over 1,000 meals each and every day uh, to men, women, and children um, in that facility. And they're not, it's not a soup kitchen, it was for, for many years, but uh, for the past 50 years it really has been, uh, we serve them a full plated meal. It's a balanced meal, uh, gives them over a thousand calories, if it's the only meal they have during that day, at least we know it can sustain them. Um, we have our pantry that you saw, uh, uh, over 120 families uh, take advantage of that uh, pantry, Low co- uh, it's, it's no cost, they can come uh, once a month get 10 pounds of dry goods, canned goods, 10 pounds of fresh produce, and then if we have TFAP and other things that are, that are uh, available, they can walk out of there with up to 50 pounds of food and I think on average they come about between 40 and 50 pounds of food uh, each and every month. They, all they have to do is show that they are uh, low income eligible. They do have to show that they have a residence because we don't want to hand out, um, Raw meat to somebody that's homeless, (laughs) or or things so they need to be able to have a home that they can go and cook that food. Um, Our Meals on Wheels program is the largest Meals on Wheels program uh, in in the state, and and uh, one of the largest Meals on Wheels programs in the country. Uh, We have 20 over 2,100 seniors on that uh, uh, Meals on Wheels list. Um, and it's not just Meals on Wheels. Uh, some of you may be familiar with the Meals on Wheels program, where volunteers go out and deliver a hot meal. That's the way they do it in Henderson and, and and Boulder City. We serve seven frozen meals uh, to, so we serve a whole week's full of meals to to our our uh, seniors, and they uh, then put them in the microwave and and cook them, and and as I said, feed your face. So they. <laughs> um, so it, it's, uh, we're able to get the cost significantly lower and be able to serve a lot more people that way. Uh, we partner with, with the state where our drivers uh, are actually um, not really case managers, but they do well checks. So, so while they're there, they put, they're putting the food in their, in their freezer and actually doing a well check, sure, making sure these people are OK. And then we have case managers meet with them uh, at least once a year. Uh, We have specific, if they have specific uh, medical nutritional needs and so forth, we can provide for that, chop, pureed meals and and so forth. So it's a great program. Unfortunately, uh, uh, 2100 isn't enough. We have about 800 on the waiting list. So uh, we're actually adding two more vehicles um, and a couple more drivers and and, uh, increasing the program as we speak. Um, So a great partner in all these, I have to mention, is Three Square. We wouldn't be able to do... A lot of the things that we do without the the food pantry uh, or the food um, uh, the food that we get from from Three Square. Um, the um, some of the things you didn't see and some of the other programs that you may not be aware of that we have we've one of our oldest programs and I was just mentioning my sister was adopted there as our adoption program we uh, that's been uh, been around for for a long long time and and we still uh, uh, perform that service. We also operate two WIC clinics, uh, women, infant, and children clinics, one on our campus uh, on Las Vegas Boulevard and one out in Henderson. Uh, we are also the State Office of Immigration and Refugee Services. Uh, we're, Nevada is one of the few states that uh, that, that service is performed by a private uh, organization and we are that organization. So, um, In the last uh, two years, we've had over uh, 6,000 refugees come through our campus so as part of that uh, are all these services that we provide but we also get them situated get them uh, you know going through the immigration process uh, we have immigration uh, attorneys on staff uh, we get them housed get them jobs and get them in the, in the system and, and uh, that number obviously has gone down significantly we've gone down from uh, I think 3000 refugees uh, to where we'll probably only have about 1200 this year but uh, that's our programs and, and a summary of, of all that we do. And uh, with that, any questions or anything like that, I'd be happy to answer.
0: Steve, do you know what the current population of homeless people
1: are? <laughs> <laughs> the, the current population, uh, the last point in time survey, which la- it was last year, they're getting ready to do another one. Uh, we have 6,500 homeless. Uh, which places us, I think, uh, well, we're one of the largest per capita. Um, I was just down at Phoenix uh, with some uh, folks from the city uh, this past weekend, uh, and they are, they are in crisis mode, but Phoenix and all of Maricopa County, which is a very large county, uh, has 2,600 homeless. Uh, we have 6,500, and that's just in the in uh, incorporated Clark County and Las Vegas area, not even all of Clark County. So uh, we have a tremendous uh, homeless problem here. We have one of the largest homeless populations per capita in the country. So a lot of it is uh, from uh, our weather uh, and, uh, and people perceived as opportunity, but also, uh, you know, as, as you're aware of in the news, Los Angeles has a huge homeless problem. I mean, it, it's ours pales in comparison to Los Angeles, so we get a lot of uh, uh, bleed over from, um, from Los Angeles as well.
0: Steve, can you tell us um, these programs come with a cost, and where
1: that is supported? So, our our budget, uh, we're, as I said, we're the, we're the largest uh, private nonprofit in in, uh, in the state of uh, Nevada or in social services uh, arena. Our budget is about 28 million dollars a year. Um, so, uh, all of it about. We're about 50-50. 50% of that is, is from uh, private donations and, and fundraising. 50% of it is from uh, federal, state, and local grants. Um, so we have, uh, we have one grant writer, <laughs> and we have uh, three people in our development department, so they're busy all the time. But uh, uh, it is a, a, a constant uh, job to, to get funds to be able to, to do these things. But uh, we have a, a really, really good finance team. Um, we, uh, we are, um, you can go on our website and see our, our financials uh, and our 990s. We, we uh, are very transparent in everything that we do. And, and we're very uh, proud of the fact that um, uh, 96 cents of every dollar goes into services. Only uh, 4 cents of every dollar is overhead.
0: Could you talk to us a little bit about how you coordinate with Salvation Army and Veterans Village and the other organizations because you all have uh, wonderful services and especially things like the meals. I know Salvation Army serves one and you serve one, so yes. if you could explain that for us.
1: So we have a unique uh, layout, and, and uh, I don't think it was really by choice, but for those of you who have been here many years, you know that that uh, Foremaster uh, Lane has been the center of homelessness forever. Um and uh, so all of the homeless services uh, uh, providers, Salvation Army, Las Vegas Rescue Mission, Shade Tree, ourselves, um, the care complex, and now the city has um, uh, a courtyard project that's going up on on Formaster, uh, we all work uh, together very closely to uh, try and coordinate services. Um, all of us have shelter beds that are all full every night, so <laughs> we don't really coordinate that uh, other than from the standpoint of Shade Tree. Um, is the only women's shelter, and, that, and that's important to note. Uh, we have a desperate need for more uh, uh, beds for women. Um, granted, the homeless population is majority men, but there's still a tremendous. If you're a, if you're a homeless family uh, or a homeless woman, it's it's hard. But we do coordinate our meals, so we we serve our, our we serve three meals a day. Um, one of them uh, is free, absolutely free. That's our called our community meal, and we have two. Uh, paid meals they are low cost that they can use their SNAP uh, or EBT benefits. Uh, So we serve our free meal as breakfast Uh, uh, Salvation Army does the lunch and Las Vegas Rescue Mission does the dinner. So between the three of us really within a square mile they can get three meals uh, per day. So, so Deacon tom is it's fine to say we don't check uh, religious id cards at the door uh, we would uh, suspect that the vast majority of the people that we uh, serve and actually the vast majority of our employees are not catholic um so it's um uh that's a, a, a common misconception sometimes uh, because it is in our name but uh, yeah the va- we don't uh, we don't uh, discriminate against catholics um we don't uh, really in any of our services we don't uh, uh, we uphold Catholic social teaching but uh, but we don't uh, we don 't have a, a religious test <laughs> yeah. Hi, Steve. Um, the question really is, what do we do about the chronic homeless and i 'm talking about folks that they 'll accept meals, but they really want to be on the street many yeah. times involving uh, mental illness and substance abuse, et cetera right. What's your ideas for solutions there so that you bring up a good point so so at the point in time survey the sixty five over sixty five hundred homeless fifty uh, percent of those self identify and that's self identify as having mental health or addiction issues, so we know the number is probably higher than that for people that are in denial and so forth um, we as, as you all are aware we ha- are, are in desperate need of mental health uh, services um, um, WestCare, as you, as you know, has been in the news, and they're struggling, uh, but they really are one of the only uh, uh, treatment centers for, for addictions or low-cost uh, uh, for, for an addict. So we really, that's one of the reasons we were in Phoenix. Uh, we're really looking to get into um, respite care. We do not have any, uh, bet- between all of us, we really don't have any respite care. Which would be uh, if you if you are homeless and have addiction needs, uh, a a bed because you can't just you know we can't probably uh, you can't undergo treatment and be in a normal shelter bed, so you would need it's kind of like a hospital where they can you can receive treatment. There is a lot of interest in this. Uh, uh, Interestingly, and I won't get too down in the weeds here. We have uh, one of the lowest number of federally qualified health centers. Uh, We only have really. Um, less than half a dozen here uh, in uh, in the state of Nevada okay and um, so there's a desperate need but there is a willingness among all the parties now to get involved so we're we're getting ready to do a major expansion and, re- and renovation we really want to have uh, a respite care facility in addition to that on the back end we need affordable housing uh, and uh, but it can't just be uh, a pop-up affordable housing um, we're, we're trying to work closely with Nevada hand and our other partners to put up affordable housing that has uh, wrap wrap around services so it has mental health and addiction services right in the facility so they don't and that that will get them out of shelter and start to move them forward we will always have homeless um, you know people say what is what does success look like and I ask my team all the time what does that look like and it's really just one person at a time uh, because if you start thinking of the broader picture, you'll start to get overwhelmed, and, um, and it is getting worse. I mean, I, 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 won't, I won't lie to you. All you have to do is drive down, this, down the street and see it, but uh, I think we've got a lot of good-minded people, and with all of us working together, uh, we can start to chip away at this problem a little bit. Thank you very much for having me here today.
0: Hey, thanks for coming down, and uh, we have an award that we give to all of our speakers. It is the Share What You Can Award, and so uh, we, uh, we present you with a certificate, and then we will feed a, uh, a needy uh, veteran in your name. So thank you.
1: Thank
2: you. you. Yeah.
0: Thank, you very much. Thanks, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Oh. need a picture. We have a foundation board meeting immediately following. That will be in the the silver room behind the bar. And a special hello to Stuart Lipoff, who is watching live while he's on vacation. Hi, Stu. So uh, as we leave here today, um, let us go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the fainthearted. Support the weak help the afflicted, let us honor all persons and serve each other rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action, be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.